The star shall fade away, the sun himself grow dim with age, and nature sink in ye. But thou shalt flourish an immortal youth, unhurt amidst the wars of elements, the wrecks of matter, and the crush of worlds. Joseph Addison Take thy time, girl. She's not going anywhere. Saul propped one foot on the edge of the bed and folded his arms over his knee, letting the blade of his sickle rest against his shin. His words were gentler than usual, as if he hoped to advance me through kindness today, a novel concept for a broody old reaper such as himself. The body laid out before us was a bloated, malodorous mess. It sank into the center of the stuffed mattress, framed by ornate pillows and embroidered throws. Blue indentations marred the doughy flesh of both arms where mourners had clung to the woman in her final moments, and a wrinkled nightdress had been pushed up around her thighs and left there, exposing more bluish marks where a physician had been examining her a moment before. No one had seemed to consider her modesty, seeing as how she'd been the left-handed wife of some earl or another, a royal whore. I didn't want to touch her. I had spent the month following Saul around London, watching him pull souls from frail bodies left in the streets to rot alongside the refuse and filth of the gritty common folk. Many had been frail, bony victims of malnutrition or infection. Saul had hardly gambled a finger on them, but the spent harlot was thick and ominous. I could taste the dark aura of her soul like molasses on my tongue. As a defective Catholic, hell would pay a pretty coin for her, but it wouldn't go in my pocket. Not today. I can't do it, I said, looking away from Saul's disappointed scowl. He sighed and stepped around me before plunging his hand through the corpse's chest and wrenching her soul out as if weeding an ill-kept garden. She didn't look any fancier in her ghostly form, raising an unsurprised eyebrow at her remains. She turned to Saul and then to me, a grin hitching up one corner of her mouth. Two of ye. Saul ignored her and tilted his sickle in my direction. Thou can at least transfer this one to mind boat without coddling, can thee not? My hesitation drew a disgruntled snort from him. Thou art not the first reaper I've mentored, not even the first lady, so I know my guidance is not to blame for thine inadequacy. Yes, I'll take her to thy boat, I added, clarifying my response before he took offense. Good. He stuffed a hand in his robe and retrieved a pair of coins before tossing one to me. I fumbled as I caught it, taking a sharp breath when it almost bypassed my hand in favor of the corpse's groin. Saul snickered and rolled the coin he'd kept for himself. That's when panic seized me. Wait, I cried. Whither should I meet thee after? His face creased with annoyance, and I felt my heart cower in my chest. Stay at mine boat until I return. There's a noble harvest in Vienna that thou art clearly not ready for. Twill beest faster if I go alone. With that, he rolled his coin twice more and disappeared, leaving me with a tainted soul. She cocked her head and gave me a patronizing smile. Come on, then, I grumbled, and took her by the shoulder before rolling my coin thrice, mentally registering the desired coordinates as Saul had taught me to do. A moment later, we arrived at the harbor entrance in Limbo City. Nephilim dock workers paused their hammering and glanced up at us, their wings twitching as if our sudden appearance had surprised them. The jarring transition from the land of the living to the land of the dead wasn't something I was quite used to either. There was a lot I wasn't used to yet. Like the fact that I was not even a year old, fresh out of the Reaper Academy's training program.
I was brought into existence as a full-grown woman, never having had a childhood. Most who claim thus speak figuratively, but the literal sense of my truth never struck me as strange until my first venture into the mortal realm, my first encounter with children. What's wrong with them? I'd asked Saul, marveling at the tiny humans. Nothing's wrong with them, girl. They grow them that way on this side. They're born, and a short while later they die. That's where we come in. But why? I questioned everything those first few days until I'd pushed Saul to the brink of madness. That's the way tis. Be glad tis not so for our kind. He ruffled my hair with one hand. The small bit of knowledge thou possess was placed in thy hard head free of charge, and thy pretty face will never lose its glow. It sounded nice enough, but there was something carefree about childhood that I couldn't help but envy.